Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 193 of The Pulse. Today, I am once again sitting down with Sarah Goodale. Sarah, the break between episodes has not been so substantial this time. No, I'm back. I can't believe you invited me back so quickly. This is great. Well, I must have done okay last time. You know what? It was more than okay. You bring <laughs> wonderful content, which is what we hope to bring on this. And so today we are talking about how we love and serve and care for people, both globally and locally, in our in our community, in our congregation. One of the things that I really believe to be true about this, and I'd love for you to give me your thoughts on this, is that we are a church that really cares about other people. Not just people that are here, but other people in all different parts of the world. Absolutely. I I feel like this, (laughs) our church invests so much in our community and around the world and their heart for caring for others and making sure that the mission of this church of taking the gospel is going so much further than these four walls or these, you know, 15 walls that we have yeah. <laughs> around this place. But um, it's it's definitely the heart of our church is um, we are a family in, in the walls, but then we are also reaching out and caring for the broader community too as well. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't say this as, as like a shot at, at other churches by any means, but I think that perhaps we do more than a lot of churches when it comes to these sorts of things because it is so ingrained in our DNA, you know, who we are as a church. We aren't just about Sunday morning. We're not just about our own programs. We are about coming alongside and supporting individuals and organizations, missionaries, um, really to demonstrate the love of God to others, but also to communicate the truth of the gospel. Um, Absolutely. I think that that was, I think that was really clear during this last year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of churches don't even have a deacon's ministry. Mm-hmm. They don't have a, a type of care ministry or a formal one at least. Sure. And so even in the midst of this last year, we've been a church that's been sought after for asking for how do you do this? Yeah. How do you do care? How do you do it in a way that's helpful and not harmful and that we're really helping people to um, be safe and move forward and all of those things. And for our sure. deacons were basically experts because we, I mean, we've always had a deacon's ministry, a very active yeah. Deacon's ministry. I call them kind of the social workers of the church. They are because, very much so. Yeah, they're they're spending time um, with uh, with people and investing in them, even outside of just helping them with maybe they need funding for different things, but also just in investing in them and who they are and making sure that they walk away feeling better supported with resources and all yeah. sorts of stuff. So um, even this last year, it's been so apparent that our church is has been doing these kind of things this whole time. But to walk into this year and feel like, gosh, we're in a good place to be able to help people because we know what to do. We weren't scrambling as much. Like, it was just it was just really cool to be a resource to other churches in the midst of this as well. Absolutely. So if we take some time today to look at how we love and serve and care for and share the gospel with others, maybe we could start at kind of a big picture global level. Yeah. Look at missions and then kind of funnel things down more locally. So. If we talk about missions and what MBC is doing in regards to missions currently, what are some of the big things that you would love for the congregation to know? Yeah, I think a big piece for me for missions is missions raises its own funding within the church. So it's not like part of the budget. 
it's separate from that. So it comes from the hearts of our congregation. That's really the hearts of our church family yeah. is what funds missions. And their heart turns out to be, which I think is so cool, like a tenth of basically the funding. So like what it takes to run this whole church, if you added missions into that, it is really like our church tithes and not their yeah. own, just like their own, their, their regular tithe. But then they also, on top of that, tithe about a 10% of what our budget is to support missions, yeah. just missions. And, and they do that from their heart. Right. What does that look like? If somebody wants to give to missions, maybe yeah. they haven't before. When you say this is kind of extra giving, how does someone give specifically to missions? Yeah. So if you're like writing a check, you have to write in the memo you know, that you want either a certain percentage to go to missions or you want the amount, full amount to go to missions. Or if you're doing it online, there's a um, there's a box where you can designate it for missions. So you have to like specifically say that you want to give, um, give towards missions. Yeah. But I just love that missions always has funding. I mean, they, uh, they, the church is so faithful in its giving because it's part of our heart. It's part of our heart that we want to be reaching outside of just our, not just our own community, yeah. our own area. We want to reach out to the world, which is exciting. We actually support 21 now. We had a mission. We were at 22, uh, but we had um, a wonderful uh, missionary that got hired at her program. Wow. So, yeah, we're actually discussing right now in missions, like, what are we going to do with that funding? Are we going to take sure. on somebody else? Are we going to put that towards another missionary? So um, it's always exciting to be part of those conversations and hear what's going on in the missions team. But we support 21 missionaries and other organizations, missions organizations. And examples of that are um, uh, we have uh, the Ricos that are with the Jesus film. We have we just had the the Lowe's family. I just did right. that interview there with Crew. And, and that's a family that was birthed out of yes. MC. I mean, they attended here. They're part of the community here. And then God called them out on mission through Crew or what used to be Campus Crusade. For Christ, correct? Rico's were also, yeah, Rico's also really um, attached here and really yeah. supported through us that. And then we also support Bible translation is really big for our, the heart mm -hmm. of our congregation. Of So we uh, we we support some Wyclef and Seed Company, which is part of Wyclef uh, Ministries and um, some campus ministries for us. Like our heart, I love that this is the heart of our church too as well, is that what happens to kids when they leave here? Um, right. Kids that are going away to colleges, especially secular campuses. What does it look like? to continue to minister and partner with them. So we have missionaries that we support that do campus ministry, which is amazing. Yeah. And then amazing organizations like Asher House, which um, okay, Rob, let, yeah, we can you talk. Have to, you have to talk yeah, about that just a little bit. Talk here. about Asher House. Asher House is, a, is amazing. So Rob, Rob and Jess, Rob, our amazing, our amazing worship director and his fantastic wife, um, birthed this amazing ministry that provides schooling um, to kids that would not be able to get schooling. You have to have a you have to have a birth certificate in order um, to be able to receive an education in and India. This is in, yep, in India. India, yeah. And there are kids in India that are in poor areas that don't get that certificate, so they're just not going to have school. Right. So Rob and Jess meet that meet that need and then support a group of teachers. They have several um, locations, and right now they really need prayer because. Um, schools are going to be opening back up, hopefully. And so what does that look like? And how do they get the ball back rolling with that? Just kind of the same things that we're dealing with here. Sure. Just in a, um, a different way there. So, yeah. Ash, that's amazing. So good. Uh, Corner of Love, right? We've done missions trips with them. We've done, um, they're awesome. Um, Genesis Project, CareNet, <laughs> Seattle Union Gospel Mission. Um, a new one that we just added with... Um, doing uh, the FAM, the Foster Adoption Ministry, right. is we started supporting Olive Crest, which is the agency that we partner with 
to do all of our training and um, to support us with launching um, these care communities and also reaching out in the community for supporting foster and adoptive families. So yeah. um, that's a new one that we've partnered with. So it's been really fun to see kind of the things that we're doing. And we're partnering with them, um, with Olive Crest and a couple of other churches and um, some other agencies in the area to provide breakfast for our, our area social workers, which is in Kent. Um, for a couple of days, they've been working so hard and are just like exhausted. And we said, we came to them and said, you know, what can we do? And they're like, could you feed us? Like okay, <laughs> I want to pause here just for a second yeah. because you were sharing with the staff why we're doing this. Yeah. These social workers are doing incredible work. Yeah. But some of the things that they're facing right now, I mean, kind of blew my mind. Heartbreaking. Thinking about Heartbreaking. the stuff that they're dealing with on a daily basis. Can you share a little bit about, I mean, we're, we're providing breakfast to encourage them, to support them. But why do they really need that support right now? Yeah, so what's going on is that uh, we've talked about this as a church, um, that there is, we live in King County that's in a foster care crisis. We live in South King County, which is even more in a foster care crisis. So if you wanted to say King County's in crisis, South King County is like their biggest um, offender as far as like not having enough foster homes. Sure. So during this time of um, COVID where there wasn't, there hasn't been places or activities to take kids or um, the kids that don't have a foster home placement. So their placement is a hotel room that they're sleeping in at night, or it's a home that's really just like a bed. It's um, it's not like a family. It's more just like a care facility bed. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids that are staying in those that don't have a placement yet don't have anywhere to go during the day. So they've been staying at the county offices. So these social workers who carry these large caseloads, like yeah. 35 to 45 cases, which is just a crazy amount of cases to um, care for are we're told basically these kids are going to hang out at your office could you just make sure that wow. they're like doing their schoolwork or that yeah. they're entertained or that they don't like run off and so like on top of their other jobs and then they're down to about 50 percent um, of capacity so like you know our 25 depending on where mm-hmm. we were during covid that were allowed to be in the office and then they have these kids coming in and they have they have kids coming in so they have their bed and they're being driven in by like a car service in the morning and then mm. taken back to their bed at night. And they have kids that are coming from like an hour away wow. because there's not a bed here. Yeah, The closest bed is an hour away yeah. and being brought to the Kent office to spend the day there. So these workers are exhausted and they're, you know, and they're just like, who can help? And so this was the low bar thing that they asked right. for. And as churches, um, there's a tendency for churches to kind of do a one and done. Mm-hmm. Um, like we'll bring this food and then we're not going to do anything else. So there's there's a there's a lack of trust um, with social workers and churches as far. So we want to make sure that that's not what happens with with us or For this sure. team that I'm working with within the community. So um, we're going to do this breakfast on the 19th and 20th. Um, we're going to do two days because they're at 50%. So we'll get half of okay. them one day, half the other. Are you still needing people for that? Yeah, if there's people that want to come and help with with uh, cooking breakfast um, or um, handing out, we're doing to-go breakfast bags too as well. Um, that would be great. It would be wonderful. We're going to serve breakfast from nine to noon. Um, there's a church that um, shares the parking lot, which is amazing um, from the county office. And they're letting us use their facility to cook the breakfast okay. out of and stuff, which is great. But yeah, if there's people that want to come and help, the more the merrier. It'll be a lot of fun. But we don't want this to be the last thing that we do. We've already sure. have plans in place to do another another thing for for the county and it was amazing to see these organizations come in with like well we want to donate this and bless them with starbucks cards and Mm -hmm. we want to so um it's been really cool to be a church that's um active and partnering with the community and bringing resources together to meet a need and start those conversations and for social workers to feel 
supported by us as a church, a big C church community, yeah. not just us as Maple Valley Church, but other churches in the area coming alongside and kind of seeing what we're doing and going, so I want to be a part of that. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. So. so if we continue to kind of think about how we're loving and serving the community more locally, now, yeah. our deacons certainly do that. Oh my goodness. Share with people kind of how that has transpired over the last year. Maybe some of the things that we've been able to do as a church to support people recently. Um, what does that look like for someone that maybe doesn't know what our deacons do? Yeah, um, I cannot say much of, say say enough of how much I love our deacons. Yeah. They are the most fantastic people you will ever meet. Their hearts are huge. I love spending time with them. I actually have my deacons meeting tonight over Zoom. We're still not in, I yeah. can't wait till we are. I'm so excited for that, but we're meeting over Zoom tonight, and I'm so excited just to see them and talk with them and talk about um, what we're doing in the community. But this whole time during, and Deacons is another one where we are funded through the giving of the church. Designated. Designated giving um, through the church, and the church has been phenomenal during this time. Yeah. I mean, we were we were thinking we're I mean, we're meeting with the elders. I remember that meeting. We were all we have this like emergency meeting. We were supposed to have this like super fun retreat. Right. COVID hits, we have this emergency meeting where everything we're like, things are gonna close down. Like what are we gonna do? And we're like mm-hmm. making this plan. And we were really just thinking like we're gonna have to button the hatches. Like how are we gonna prioritize? And this church just responded with, No, we're gonna care. Yeah. And the funding for the deacons went way up because our church was like, we don't want anyone mm-hmm. to not have a place to live or not be able to feed their family or not be able to provide clothing um, because people lost their jobs during this time. And we have been a church that is just a beacon in this moment because of the giving of the heart of NBC. So I'm sorry, I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> I get it. But it's so just, amazing. Our church is so, um, such amazing hearts. Um, and their their hearts are not selfish. That it's not about. This is definitely not a country club. This yeah. is not where we're thinking about how can we make this the best place for us. We still want it to be an amazing place for people to come. Sure, but um, we care about our community. So much generosity. So much generosity. So our our deacons during the time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't. For, you don't can't, worry. They I, can't see the tears on the podcast. <laughs> but um, during this time, we that our deacons have work tirelessly um in partnership we partner we don't um we do stuff on our own but we also partner with all the organizations in the community to make sure that we're hearing what their needs are and that we're also utilizing them that we're not rebuilding the wheel yeah so um we partner really heavily with my maple place um so if we have a family that comes that's facing homelessness or um they, they might get kicked out or they can't pay bills we'll try to send them to buy maple place first They'll do. They'll get them processed, and then Vine Maple Place figures out what they need, brings them back to us. We help them with things that they might need and resources. So we work really heavily with them, but we also work with just the community in general. We work to support people within our own congregation that are going through difficult times. Yeah. But it. I mean, this has been. I mean, there, this has been a tough year, right? I mean, we Absolutely. have been um, helping a lot of people um, this year to to be able to pay their bills to. Um, not, I mean, right now, you know, we people are like, oh, there's a moratorium on mm-hmm. people can't be kicked out, but that has to eventually get paid. Yeah. And people own those places, and that's hard on them, too, sure. for not to have that income. So we've been working with um, to make sure that people don't get too far behind where they're going to lose right. um, their home when that moratorium's over. And um, making sure that they can get food, um, resources. Um, we did a big mental health push. 
um, this year and put together some some like basically emergency care cards mm. that have like all the hotline numbers on yeah. them. And we have those at Next. Yeah, we have them at Next. So if you um, want to just put one in your purse or put one in your car to have, um, uh, we have stories from all over the church of people that just had one and they pulled it out because mm-hmm. they were talking with a friend that knew someone that was going through a difficult time or they themselves were going through a difficult time and they had a number to call like, hey, here's the domestic yeah. violence hotline. Can oh. I plug your Compass Point class that you did with Jessica Weiss? Yeah, please. Yeah. So yeah. if you're not familiar, we have Compass Point classes. These are kind of topical in nature, um, and they're on our website if you'd like to check those out. We have a variety of different classes there. We're going to be adding more. But one of them specifically is on mental health, and yeah. it's a conversation you had with Jessica Weiss um, around this whole really significant topic that a lot of people are dealing with right now. So if you haven't checked that out, go to maplevalleychurch.org. And look at our Compass Point classes because that's a great resource that's on there. Yeah, Jessica gave some amazing insight and advice on how to support friends, family members, um, your children during um, yeah. dealing with the, the trauma at the time and the aftermath of the trauma of this last year. And so. individual support is something that's really important as mm-hmm. well. And yeah. there's a ministry within the church here that a lot of people probably don't know about. Or they may have heard the term, but they don't know exactly what it means. And that's our Stephen ministry. What yeah. is Stephen ministry? What is it all about? And how does it help come alongside an individual as they're going through a difficult time? Yeah, Stephen's ministry is amazing. Um, they have been amazing during this time too because they have continued to meet with their care receivers. So what a Stephen's minister does is they've gone through an extensive amount of training. I think it's like about 25 hours of training. And then they continue to do additional training throughout the year. And that's headed up by the amazing Pamela and Nancy Cauldron, who, if you don't know them, you should, because you they're, need to know they're, they're pretty epic. Um, but they head up uh, that ministry. And so these, um, these individuals have set aside their time to go through this training on how to walk with people who are going through something difficult. And um, during, this, during this season, I mean, some of our Stevens ministers quarantined themselves so they could just be yeah. with their care receiver because their care receiver was in a place where they couldn't have visitors unless they were quarantined mm-hmm. or they were the only contact that they had. Um, they've been walking with people through um, through the aftermath of divorce or the aftermath of a loss or grief. Or, um, if you're just struggling and feeling like you need extra support and good spiritual direction in these moments, these um, Stevens ministers can walk with you. And that what that looks like is that you know, you you meet with them, talk with them, talk over the phone. There's someone that you can send that 911 text to mm-hmm. that is, I need prayer right now. Yeah. And the Stevens minister is there to be there for you. Because they're amazing listeners. You. Yes, amazing listeners. Yeah, that's really good. So and we do have a few still available. A lot of them are matched up right now, but we do have a few. And we have male and female Stevens ministers. Right. This I know when, sometimes when you hear this, you're like, oh, it must be just a bunch of ladies. But we do have some amazing men that are part of that yeah. ministry as well, and a couple of them that are available that um, to walk you know sometimes as a guy it can be hard to just like sit down and realize that like you're you're going through something and you need like good godly advice and where do you get that a Stevens minister is a great place to start so there's so much stuff that's going on I don't want to forget about helping hands yeah talk about helping hands so because so deacons also has deacons helping hands um, which is headed up by the amazing Pete O'Brien and um, what they also do as well is um, like projects. So like we have some people in the community that like something breaks at their house, they can't fix it. But we have such a vast um, a community of people that have skills that can help with those things. Yeah. Um, just a few weeks ago, they helped with um, someone that wasn't able to do the yard work in their home. 
And uh, so they brought in a team and um, cleaned everything up for them. So these are things that our Deacon's Helping Hands do. And in fact, uh, the foster family that we're supporting right now through our fam ministry, they have a few little things and we're mm-hmm. going to be calling on our Deacon's Helping Hands to come yeah. out and, and help with those things. So if there's someone um, that you know within the church or you yourself are struggling with something and you're like, I don't know what to do, that's a great place to start too is... Um, call up the deacons or go to our um, website and um, contact the deacons or contact Helping Hands. So Absolutely. Yeah, so many so many things so that we do. We do so much. much. And the church just is overwhelmingly supportive yeah. of all of it financially and with their time and with volunteering. I mean, all the people that run all of these things are all volunteers. None of these people mm-hmm. are paid people. You and me are are the ones that, right. that we're the lucky ones that get to be, but all these other people give up their time and sacrifice and because they want to care for others. And that's yeah. what our church is made of. I mean, our church is just made of people who want to love. Yeah. I love the fact that one of the values of our denomination or movement, if you will, is this idea of unleashing laity. Mm-hmm. When I think of yes. unleashing lady, I think of, of this kind of bottled up sort of um, energy or passion and skill and and experience all these gifts kind of all all bottled up and we're we're releasing that we are releasing the church to go and be Amen. the Amen. church Amen. and that's what our care ministries do so well that's what our missionaries do so well and so this is taking place globally it's taking place locally kind of in a in a broad community sense but it's also taking place on the individual level and it's happening in so many different ways and so I thank you for sharing all of this. I know that maybe the average person in, in a seat on Sunday morning hasn't heard all of this recently. Yeah. And so for them to be able to listen to this and get a good feel for how we are loving and serving this community, so fantastic. So fantastic. Well, thank you for the opportunity, David. I'm glad that you're able to jump back on here. I'm glad that you, the listener, have taken some time to listen to The Pulse this week, and we hope you will do so again next week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>